This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like. That's S-D-R-O-T-A-R. It is baseball season, of course. We were with you yesterday looking at a couple big matchups and uh, picked the winners three out of three times, so not too shabby. And, of course, the person behind that is not me. It is her baseball expert. <laughs> Jennifer Piacenti, you can follow Jen at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. Although, you know, we did go with the Royals yesterday. They did come through because we don't totally believe in the Mariners. But uh, but it was nice to see that pan out. Of course, the Yankees are hot and the Giants are hot. But uh, we saw those those three teams come out like we expected. And the hitters on the Yankees that you called out yesterday, they were the right plays as well. So, yeah, Jen, but. Can we talk about that Sal Perez grand slam? <laughs> so, yeah, if you were listening, like I said, make sure you follow Jen. So if you were listening uh, yesterday, you had an opportunity to do pretty, pretty, pretty well. I uh, hope we didn't set the bar too high for ourselves right. for a weekend here, because uh, to a certain extent, we're sort of like, uh, sort of like weather forecasters, right? <laughs> exactly. Pretty good idea, but every once in a while it rains. That's just sort of how it works. But well, if we look at a couple matchups here coming into the weekend, uh, final the final weekend of August for baseball, and now really we're separated out the contenders from the pretenders, and we'll start in Texas where we have well one of each of those, uh, the Houston Astros, your Houston Astros, if we will. Versus the Texas Rangers out in Arlington. Of course, these teams have almost completely reversed records. Yes, they do. The Rangers are the worst in the division and the Astros are the best in the division. You know, uh, right now, both of them are kind of playing average baseball. But overall, Rangers are 28 and 34 in their home games this year. And they have a batting average on the year of 226. And for August, they're batting 235 and slugging only 373 with 83 runs scored. So that's the second lowest run total in the league. So we have those guys versus the Astros, who are the first place uh, guys right now. And so it looks to me like this is going to be in the Astros' favor. Now, on the bump, you have Jake Odorizzi for the Astros. And if if you're an Astros fan, you know, or even if you were a Rays fan, for goodness sake, or Twins or whoever. Is it a good solid kind of a meh? Yeah, Odorizzi is like either really awesome or he gives up like seven home runs. So now usually he's good versus sub 500 teams. This game would qualify. And last time out, he struck out eight. So I'm kind of leaning Odorizzi here on the other side of this game for the Rangers. uh, You've got um, Otto making his major league debut. So. Of course, he's a highly touted prospect, came over from the Yankees in the Joey Gallo trade, but it's still, he's making his debut versus the team with the best batting average in the league and by a large margin. So that's a tough debut. I think this is going to go the way of the Astros. Of course, again, you're not going to get great money for the Astros. They are heavily favored. So I like a couple of uh, props. One is I am going to trust Odorizzi tonight to go over four and a half strikeouts. I think you can do it. But if you don't like that, you know, you look on the books and you look at BetMGM and they think that the game total is going to be nine. That's their over under. And one thing that you'll learn when you get into, you know, sports wagering is that Vegas is really, really good with these run totals. This game is probably either going to end eight or 10 or maybe exactly nine. That's how good they are. So when I look and I see a game total of nine and I think the Astros are going to win, 
and I'm looking for plus money. I like Astros and over seven and a half runs scored because Vegas thinks that's probably about the number that will be. And I like Astros to win at plus 120. And that's how I turn it into plus money. Yeah, they, they don't build all those big fancy casinos and hotels in Vegas by giving away money. So obviously you have to be aware of that at every point in time you're looking at, at any of these. But uh, I, I'm with you. Look, Glenn Otto is highly touted. We saw Tyler Gilbert of the Diamondbacks throw a no-hitter in his very first game. Absolutely. So it's possible, but mm-hmm. let's face it, it's it's not very likely. This all stacks up uh, really well for the Astros. Uh, that makes an awful lot of sense this evening, but uh, it wouldn't be a shock to see Glenn Otto actually perform reasonably well simply because mm-hmm. Major League hitters haven't seen him. And so sure. That, that's one of those intriguing things. It's not like if I'm a DFS, I'm I'm necessarily uh, looking to pick him or anything. But if I'm looking at one of those pitcher props and you can get a really low one where maybe you can select your own and it's it's, you know, three K's or something like that. Uh, that's not outside the realm of possibility simply because a, a new pitcher who definitely has quality stuff can surprise a few batters, especially in this day and age where so many guys are swinging for the fences. So there is a little bit of a way to fade that uh, if you wanted to. But otherwise, you're right. It all runs Houston in this one. So we we stick with the interstate rivalry here. We went from Texas. Now we're going to go up to Illinois and specifically Chicago, where the Southsiders are hosting the Chicago Cubs. Now, again, two teams going in the opposite directions. The Cubs sellers at the deadline. uh, Their lineup is almost unidentifiable uh, unless you've been following the AAA system for the Cubs. And the White Sox, of course, one of the favorites, to go to the World Series. So how do you see this one playing out in a matchup where you still have a relatively inexperienced in Keegan Thompson with mm-hmm. the Cubs taking the mound? And then, of course, an extraordinarily experienced pitcher in Dallas Keuchel on the bump for the White Sox. Yeah, so you do have an extraordinarily experienced pitcher, as you said, a former Cy Young winner, a lefty. He has not been good as of late, and uh, Keuchel does pitch to contact. So yes, I does. would not be surprised if the Cubs can put some runs on the board. However, the White Six are, Sox are just a superior club all around. The Cubs have the highest strikeout rate in the league. So this could be a day that you actually see Dallas Keuchel have one of his rare five, six strikeout games. Uh, That's absolutely possible today. I see the White Sox winning this. Cubs just haven't been good. As you said, they've been sellers. Uh, They were sellers at the deadline. Cubs, on the other hand, are going out hoarding relievers and ruining everyone's fantasy value of Craig Kimbrell, but don't get me started. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I do like the White Sox to win. Again, not a lot of uh, money here on that, minus 200. So looking to make a little bit better odds. Uh, I like a first five innings prop. We talked about that last week, about sometimes it's nice to look at the first five innings. You don't get bullpens involved. You're just looking at Keuchel versus Thompson in this instance, we assume. And I'm taking the White Sox run line at minus 105 so i think that they will be up by two runs or more in the at the end of the first five it's a little gutsy but uh i'm gonna go for that i like it too and i certainly of course like the the run line in general for the game as well like you said they've been hoarding relievers and so that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a bad thing when you may be able to hold a lead uh for the white Sox, at least the player i'm looking at is tim anderson who has been absolutely scorching hot he's only had one over day between yesterday and the seventh 
of August. I mean, that's how hot he's been. And sprinkled in that time have been four three-hit days. So he has been absolutely scorching, 321 on the month, and even better in the last three weeks. Uh, Tim Anderson it really seems to be seeing the ball well. Of course, you know the lineup that's around him, so there's an opportunity to get a lot done. Uh, that's one of the guys that I take a look at tonight after going three for five last night with a pair of RBI to really light things up. He's got his uh, batting average over 300 for the year. And when you're raising it at this time of the year, you know you're really hot. And so he's gone up five points over the course of the month. Uh, I love Anderson. And of course, there's a lot of guys in that lineup that I like as well. But right now, I don't think there's anybody hotter uh, than Tim Anderson, maybe uh, among all of the contending teams in baseball. I love Tim Anderson. I think he's fantastic. I think people doubted him for too long, and he's definitely coming to his own. I'm a huge Tim Anderson fan. So we like those two. Obviously, we've been sticking in state for our final matchup. We won't do that. We'll go over to the East Coast. We'll do that and recap what we've talked about in just a moment on Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks, your home of baseball and hockey when the season rolls around, betting and DFS opportunities. I'm Sean Drotar, your host, S. Drotar on Twitter. That's S-D-R-O-T-A-R, the uh, traditional spelling of Drotar, if you haven't run into many others, which is <laughs> totally okay. Uh, Jen says, Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I, and we looked at a couple games, we looked at... Uh, we looked at the Chicago matchup between those two teams. We looked at the Battle of Texas. Now we're not doing the same thing. We're talking about the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, of, as always, maybe the best small market team in baseball. They run their their organization just beautifully versus the suddenly, dare I say, hot Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> Two in a row, baby. Look at those O's. Yeah, you're right at what you were saying about the Rays. You know, they were sellers at the deadline. They sold hitting. They sold pitching. And still here they are out in front of the dominant AL East, which has become quite a battle with now the Yankees on a 12-game win streak. But that's the Yankees. We won't talk anymore about them. You guys hear enough about the Yankees. Let's talk about Rays and O's. Um, what we have seen this week is a massive amount of runs being put up at Camden Yards. And I'm betting on that again tonight. Uh, you know, Rays have put up 143 runs just during the month of August. And then tonight they're fac- facing Matt Harvey. Now, Matt Harvey has been better of late, but he still has an ERA on the season of yeah, over six. It's been so, a rough year. It's been a rough year, and again, we're at Camden Yards. It's a hot night. I can see these balls flying off the yard. Uh, You know, Austin Meadows, for your FanDuel lineups, has 20 homers versus righties this year, and one of them is off uh, Matt Harvey and only six at-bats. And then Brandon Lau I love as well, 23 homers off righties this year, and one of his home runs off Harvey and only four at-bats this year. So I also like the other side of this game. Now, Shane McClanahan has been excellent. In fact, he was excellent just last week when facing the Baltimore Orioles. But again, it's a hot night. Uh, there's, you know, Vegas expects a lot of runs here. I think I do too. So I like Cedric Mullins, who continues to dominate this year, batting 300 yeah. with seven homers versus lefties. And for a value play, I like Austin Hayes. He's he's probably batting second. He's batting 281 with seven homers versus Southpaws, and he's only 2600 over there on FanDuel. So uh, I just think there's going to be some runs scored tonight. Uh, Vegas has the total at 10. Uh, so that says to me, it's a good game to play for my DFS lineups as well. Yeah. You know, great hitters park there. And it's going to be it's supposed to be 89, 90 degrees at first pitch. And, and you know that that can be, of course, a, a little bit uh, toasty and muggy in that Baltimore area this time of year. But you're right. It's prime conditions for that. 
ball to go flying out of the yard. And you do actually have some guys with power. Of course, yeah. we know that the Rays are good. You brought up Austin Meadows and Brandon Lau. Both of those guys, uh, good years, but a little bit boomer bust. Both of them are hitting only 235. Meadows, you brought up the 20 home runs. Well, he has 21 on the year. So he's been very, uh, you know, platoon type power. And it's a good matchup for them tonight. Don't forget about not only the, the Orioles you talked about, but of course, Ryan Mountcastle, who has 23 mm-hmm. home runs, even more right. than Austin Meadows with a better batting average of 264. He's just toiling on a bad team. If he was on another team, we'd be talking about how he might be one of the breakout players in baseball this year. So uh, I like that as well. This is the, the game where you put the guys in there, uh, expect the, the ball to go flying. Matt Harvey's had a tough year, as you pointed out. The Rays are really good. But you know, on a hot night, even the Orioles have a couple guys with some pop. And oh, by the way, they are being a little bit, hey, the two-game winning streak when you went off a, what was it, 18-game losing yep. streak? Uh, all exactly. of a sudden, you're feeling pretty good. Feel like maybe we're turning this around. And momentum, as I've mentioned in baseball, really does matter because you play night after night after night. So let's go ahead and take a look back at these three matchups. Uh, Jen, give us maybe your favorite things to look at. If you're just doing the high level, I, I just have a grand total of five minutes and I'm going to put in a little bit of action on all of these. What am I picking in Houston and Texas? I'm taking the Astros to win. And then I'm also taking a parlay of Astros to win with over seven and a half runs scored at plus plus one twenty. I like that one too. The Cubs are visiting the White Sox. White Sox tonight, obviously favored. What do you like in particular? I like White Sox to win this one in the first five innings. Uh, they'll be leading by uh, two runs or more. That's minus 105. I love those five inning bets because, you know, your starting pitchers are so much more predictable than bullpens. Look, bullpens are ugh, don't get me started on bullpens. This year. It's <laughs> terrifying. Our final game of the night, Tampa Bay at Baltimore. All right. Wow. I like Rays in the first five to be leading by two or more at plus 100 for player props. I also like a Hayes home run. If you want to just, you know, put $5 down, it pays plus 475 and Cedric Mullins for over one and a half total bases. That's just one double. That's easy for Cedric Mullins, who's batting 300 versus lefties. And that pays plus 120. Nice way to get ahead on that because, of course, Tampa heavy favorites tonight. Just going on the the regular money line isn't going to do much for you. So a good idea by Jen there to go ahead and turn a a heavy favorite into some plus money. That's what we do here on Sticks and Stacks. Give us 15 minutes and we'll give you a few different ideas to have a little fun, enjoy a little action, and hopefully come back with a little more money. For Jen Piacenti, Jen, we're going to do this next week. We do it a couple times a week every week. Thanks so much for all the insight. Appreciate it. You're you're welcome. This is this is my favorite thing to do, Sean. <laughs> it's, it's been pretty fun. Make sure you follow Jen on Twitter at Jen Piacenti because she's got a lot of other things uh, in the hopper that you can be paying attention to as well, even besides what we're doing here. So you, you want to follow Jen if you're even remotely interested in the betting and DFS baseball world. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me if you'd like at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.